Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Take on Don Rudolph in a fallout match race. Ready to lose, Donnie? Losing's your specialty. You gotta think big to make it big. I win every damn race I line up for. You got a gift. That's not enough. You need business sense. How are we gonna make some serious money at this? You gotta work together with me on that, Don. Well, you and me like a team? You versus me, like always, except this time we take it on tour. The mongoose and the snake. But a snake and mongoose, not the other way around. Keep dreaming, brother. Mongoose and snake. Don, it's pretty catchy. Tom is always coming up with a way to make some money. What you got there, Joey? Hot cars? Hot wheels, Dad. Pretty cool, huh? Mattel makes a lot of money selling these toy cars. How can we all work together? You put these cartoon characters on the cars, and you watch the kids go nuts. Brother, we're about to become a team. The team. We'll put this support right on the map. I got three kids in the house. What I don't have is a husband. You watch your man when keep him out of trouble. You don't think all this fooling around interferes with the way you race? You're a loser. Races, your wife, kid. You afraid to give Lynn that baby she's always wanted? So I don't want to have kids leave me my father. So what? We are getting everything we always wanted. This is your dream, not mine. Well, you're more important to me than anything in the whole world. In the far lane, Jim Nickel. In the near lane, Don Prudhomme. I'm done racing. Snake Prudhomme says he is done drag racing. You and me, we are drag racers, man. Time to get back behind the wheel, brother. 100,000 people are ready for the finals of the granddaddy of all drag races, the U.S. Nationals. I'm going to whip your ass today. Hey, Tommy. Tom, the Bondos McEwen against his longtime friend and nemesis, Don the Snake Prudhomme. He's faster, Snake or Mongoose? Snake. You paid those kids to say that. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Hi, this is John Force, and you're listening, listening to Nostalgic. Radio and Cars. You do it better than me, you do I it. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I, that's always a good promo right there, just in itself. I'm John Force, and uh, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tan Talk 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Did I say I'm your show host, Robert? Anyway, yeah, and we are in hey, Bobby, how you doing? Hey. Are, how you doing? Hey, don't forget to uh, check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, go to the Nostalgic Radio and Cars section, right, Bobby? That's where all the podcasts are. 300 shows last weekend we celebrated, and uh, 
pretty impressive. You know, we had uh, Bernard Juchli. I said it right this time. Juchli. I couldn't say it right during the whole show, and I should know better because I can speak German. You know, Bernard Juchli, and he's Swiss. And he's the uh, right-hand man for Jay Leno, of course. And uh, so he was giving us a little bit of background about himself and how he came from Switzerland and how he used to be a downhouse, downhill skier and, and uh, got into uh, mechanics. His dad had a Porsche dealership slash repair shop. Actually, Porsche and Volkswagen in Switzerland, just outside of Zurich. Then they moved to the United States in the early 60s. And then uh, he got into cars a little bit and then started working as a mechanic for a couple of British car places. And then eventually... Ended up uh, having his own uh, Jaguar repair facility and uh, started racing. And that's basically how he met Jay Leno because what happened was is as Jay's Jags broke, he fixed them. And next thing you know, when he kind of semi-retired, Jay said, hey, look, how would you like to come work for me? You know, I'll give you the perfect facility, the perfect cars, and the perfect everything. And the rest is history, as they say. Anyway, uh, don't forget to check out... Let's see, our website, and which is Nostalgic Radio. No, Gulfstream Motorsports. Help me out here, Bobby. And what about the social media stuff, Bobby? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And then what's that NRC live thing? At NRC on air, Twitter and Periscope. Yep, I got to do that. I got to get better at that. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, hey, time for the Speed Culture Minute. Let's go with Speed Culture because Speed Culture is the automotive enthusiast app that everybody needs to download. Take about all the car shows. Most importantly, this coming... Saturday, May 7th, between 4 and 6 p.m., no, 4 and 9 p.m. at Quaker Steak and Lube in uh, Clearwater on 49th Street is Best of the Bay. I was saying B-O-B, Best of the Bay, and then uh, Jeffy promptly corrected me and said B-O-T-B, Best of the Bay. So, all right. We just say it because we're a bunch of bobs in the studio. Yeah, because we're just bobbing around. Anyway, so uh, so what's going on this weekend? Obviously that. I mean, there's a number of other shows. So if you go to the website, which is speedcultureapp.com, you can find out everything that's going on. You can also go to, no, you can download the app on your phone. Go to what? Apple Apple Store and then Google Play, right, Bob? Did I say that right this time? Google Play in the App Store. Yeah, there I'm getting better at it. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we got a done, uh, bunch of downloads this week, obviously. We got a bunch of downloads last weekend, too. And uh, speaking of last weekend, last weekend, last Friday night was Blast Friday. Now, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the show last week or not, but uh, kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing, we decided to whip up this car show for Blast Friday because Blast Friday, you know, they always have really cool bands and stuff like that. Now, if you're familiar in the spring, in the, what is it, February, Bobby, is that when it is? We do the, or just right around uh, St. Valentine's Day. Cruising at the Capitol. We do the Cruising at the Capitol show. So we've done that now three years with uh, our friends over at Ruth Eckert Hall and the Capitol Theater. And that's turned into a pretty good show. Started out with, you know, 50, 60 cars and 100 and some odd cars. And now we've got close to 300 cars. Well, anyway, so they do the Blast Friday gig. And they've always got a a great bunch of people down there. They block off downtown Cleveland Street. And they have, uh, everybody has a good time. And they've got music and stuff like that. And stuff like that and stuff like that and stuff like that that's not a recording i just got to stop saying and stuff like that right bobby so anyway he's nodding his head because he's busy looking something up anyway so uh what we did is they asked me to kind of maybe help out put together a little car show so i said well what i'll do is i'll try to whip up a little impromptu kind of car show and i'll send out a, you know some emails and call some people i know let's just see how quick i can do this now a few weeks ago we did the money key car care deal and uh we did pretty much the same thing, but we PR'd that quite heavily. But we had a meager turnout, and the only thing I can figure is probably the rain. And uh, you know, and 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 it was and we we put a lot of effort into it, and for the most part, it came out okay. But we would have loved to have more cars. Now this time, I did the same thing, but I think what happened is because this was Friday night and they were having the bands, and it was the downtown Clearwater thing. We turned out, and we had actually pretty good turnout. We had 15 cars that showed up, 15 motorcycles, and a golf cart. So that's pretty good. And it was pretty much all spur of the moment thing, sitting on the phone, sitting on the, you know, sending out emails and stuff like that. And everybody had a good time. Now, the impromptu aspect of it was the fact that we were just going to go ahead and just meet down at the bottom of the hill in the Moz Brothers parking lot. What's it called now? Harborview Center? Harborview Center. Yeah, yes. right. Harborview Center. So anyway, what happened was is. When we were down there kind of assembling or grouping as we were, then Dave, our good friend Dave from uh, Capitol Theater, walks down and says, hey, would you guys like to park on the street? And I said, I think that might be uh, pretty uh, pretty appealing to the guys. So sure I enough, said yes. <laughs> you said yes, yeah. So uh, next thing you know, we had uh, four or five cars, six, seven cars, eight, nine cars, ten cars. Our good friend Kevin from... Uh, I can't remember the name and of I'm the And I'm staring story. at the, the picture of it right now, actually, on Nostalgic Radio and Cars Facebook. And... It looks just like cruising at the Capitol, except yeah. in a much in a nice small little quaint uh, setting, street party yeah, setting. Setting exactly. Well, anyway, so Kevin, uh, who's got a VW place up on uh, Sherwood Street, he brought 
four cars. Then I think one of a, a buddy of us showed up with five. So they had five Volkswagens there, right? So then we had a couple of Corvettes. We had uh, a Mustang. We had a couple of Porsches. We had uh, Glenn brought his uh, 1960 Roadster. Joe brought his 914. Um, another guy brought a kind of a late 70s uh, Corvette. And what else do we have? Don brought his bad to the bone Z06. Uh, another lady brought her brand new Grand Sport. And uh, so we had a pretty good turnout. And um, let's see what else we have. There's one other car that I'm in. Oh, Chris brought it. Chris from Lincoln Land brought the Lincoln down. Convertible Lincoln. So that was pretty cool. So anyway, so we had a pretty good turnout. But the exciting news is the, the ex- Blast Friday cruise in is going to be coming, coming back. It's coming back. So uh, just to let you guys know, if you tune into Nostalgic Radio Cars, the world famous, worldwide famous, I might add, uh, radio show here in downtown Clearwater, based in downtown Clearwater, now going into its seventh year. I think our anniversary is next week, right, Bobby? May 13th. That's right. May 13th will be our six-year, seven-year anniversary. Celebrating it on May 10th will be the uh, show that you, yeah, the seven-year for which anniversary. the party will be... Commencing. Celebrating. Something like that. And... Yeah, we can't it, give away those secrets. Oh yeah, can't we? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a trade secret. We haven't. Yeah, we're, we're it's in work in progress. Okay, so at any rate, uh, so now Blast Friday and uh, the Capitol Theater and Ruth Eckert Hall and Nostalgic Radio Cars and WTN are going to put on a monthly car show. Now it's kind of an impromptu thing again, so that means we can line up on the streets. And if you're going to leave early, park at the bottom of the hill. If you're going to stay for the duration, then hang out at the top of the hill, which is pretty cool. So they're going to give us kind of carte blanche. But the beauty of it is, is you can kind of come and go as you please. So it's not like you got to sweat it out for the whole five, six, seven, you know, hours or something like that, which is kind of cool. Okay. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. It really is. So uh, that's, that's the plan. Now, in June 11th, we're doing, is it the Happy Together? What's it called? The concert? The Happy Hacker? Together Tour. We're doing the Happy Together Tour, and we're again going to join forces with our friends at Ruth Eckert Hall and Capitol Theater, and we're going to put together an all-bug show. Now, Kevin, I'm going to just say from the bug shop, Kevin, if you're listening, um, so we're going to bring 20 to 25 Volkswagen. We're going to have vintage Volkswagens, bugs, and uh, it should be a lot of fun, okay? And then in August, they do the Hippie Fest. Now, the Hippie Fest, what we're going to do then, again, with our friends at Ruth Eckert Hall, is we're going to do... Kind of like everything, uh, 60s, 60s, early 70s cars, and hey guys, don't forget the peace signs, okay? Because now it's going to be the uh, blue, the blues and rock and classic rock uh, festival. Is that what it's called? Kind of, yeah, they have they'll, they'll determine a name later on once okay. it starts advertising. Okay, cool. But anyway, so we're gonna have bring uh, 60s, 70s cars there, and uh, don't forget mag wheels, jacked up in the back, loud mufflers, header pipes, and peace signs. Got to have peace signs. So anyway, so that's it. Now, uh, back to Best of the Bay Car Show. We're looking forward to that. we got three special trophies that I'm working on. We have Best of the Bay, which is kind of cool, groovy, handmade type in my private workshop, and POS Award. Now, you can't have a show without having, you know, somebody there is going to drive a POS. Now, don't be alarmed and don't be offended. It's actually an honor to have a POS that shows up at the car show. And then, of course, we're going to have the Old School Award, which is one of my favorites. Okay, so we're doing Old School Award. And then, of course, Jeff ordered a bunch of trophies. We're going to have T-shirts. We're going to have entertainment. Our good friends from Loki Volkswagen are going to bring some Volkswagens down. Our friends from Gearheads are going to show up. we got all kinds of people. There's a whole bunch of tuner shops from around here. We've got 340, almost three. let's just say 350 cars scheduled to show up there, plus trucks. Our friends over at... Uh, Gosh, my mind just went blank again. But they're over off Belcher Avenue. The guys that do the big 4x4s, they're going to be down there. Um, Tony's going to bring something down. Tony's something, something, something shop performance. Tony's something performance. And does 4x4s. So anyway, so it should be a lot of fun. So, okay, so what else we got going on? Oh, yeah, don't forget Thursday night is Quaker Steak and Lube. You know, all car show. You know, with Larry, the car show guy. You know, he always has a number of cars that show up down there. And, of course, this time of year, you know, still cool out. So, of course, this past weekend, you know what I forgot to go to? I forgot to go to Sumter County because it was the first Sunday of every month is a swap meet up in Sumter County. And uh, so I heard there was some pretty cool stuff up there. And, you know, I haven't uh, built up my arsenal of goodies because I've been busy, busy trying to sell stuff. There we go. Little Jimi Hendrix and little Foxy Lady. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Reading Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Frustrated looking for car shows? Want the latest in automotive news? How about videos and podcasts? Well, check out Speed Culture, the comprehensive automotive app now available on Google Play and the App Store. Speed Culture brings you motorsports event listings based on your current location. Speed Culture also brings you the latest news feeds, videos, podcasts, and more. Speed Culture, the automotive enthusiast mobile app. For more information, check out speedcultureapp.com and download it today. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey, this is Ron Capps, driver of the 300 mile per hour Napa Funny Car, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And uh, so, yep, in a little bit, we've got our special guest calling in here in a few minutes. So in the meantime, I'm going to tell you some more stories. So the story is, let's see, let's talk about drag racing. And one of the stories is about drag racing is that back in the day when I was a youngster, how I kind of got into it a little bit. Because, you know, drag race, the thing about drag racing is it's, just, it's, it's uh, probably the easiest motorsports event that you can get into, that you can get, you know, a venue that you can get into that really doesn't take much. You can basically, like tonight, I know tomorrow, tomorrow night is Wednesday night. Tomorrow's Test and Tune at Showtime Speedway, formerly Sunshine, right? So what happens is if you have a car, any car, for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, I think, whatever they charge you, you can go down there and you can just start uh, staging, 
in the staging lane, and next thing you know, you can just light them up and take off down the track. Now, it's an eighth-mile track. Back in the day, back in the day, it was a quarter-mile drag strip. But what happened in the day, back in the day, okay, Alberton was just a simple little two-lane farm road, right? So what happened in the 60s, I guess, there when it was right about the time when they were widening it and stuff, uh, a couple of cars just went a little further than the uh, shutdown lane because, you know, keep in mind, dragsters don't use front brakes. And it was kind of before shoots. I mean, they, some cars used shoots, some people didn't. Do we have our special guest on the line? Oh, we do. Excellent, excellent. So, well, all right. So let me finish my story about the drag racing thing and down here at Sunshine Speedway, our showtime. So the, the cool thing about drag racing is is that drag racing, you know, just it's kind of like you run what you brung. And on a test and tune night, anybody is welcome to bring whatever they want. So it doesn't matter whether you have a tuner, whether you have a muscle car, whether you got just your street car. You know, you, you kind of race to your capacity. And it's a perfect place to just kind of learn. And a lot of people, that's how they get their feet wet. I mean, that's how we did it back in the day. Well, going back in the early 70s, I had a 72 Rancho GT, and I had a, you know, kind of a modest little 351 Cleveland engine in it. And uh, back then, we had a racetrack that was out in Oldsmore, and it was called Twin City. Before that, it was called Golden Triangle. It was kind of in the, in the sticks, literally. So... I'll never forget the first time I went out there and raced. It's kind of funky how that works, you know. You're sitting there. You're nervous. You don't know what to do, you know, because you've never done this before. So the first time is always, you know, uh, the most difficult, okay, because you're not quite sure what to do. You know, we had trees back then. It's not like you had flags, okay, because this is in the early 70s. And uh, so instead of watching the tree, I'm watching the reaction of the guy behind me. The guy beside me is in a 68-69 Coke bottle Roadrunner is what he had. Now, this guy had his helmet on, his little brain bucket. He's all sitting up there, you know. And I could tell this guy had been down the track before, okay. Me? No. My first time out of the box, right? So instead of watching the light, the tree comes down. It goes to green. You know, it's an old school type tree. And I watched this guy lift. When he takes off, I rolled. Well, that was a no-no because he beat me just by a little bit. But I still have my time slip. And I think I ran a 15 Geez, what did I run? A 15.30 or 15.20 something. Pretty bad. But by the end of the night, I got better at it, and I got the car all the way down to 14.20. So I got a 14.20 time slip somewhere. So, But anyway, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, drag racing. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to play a little uh, clip, a little song, a little clip, and then we're going to introduce our special guest for the evening. So stick around. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. He hasn't been in a final round in many, many years. This is the first time that he and Shirley have ever raced each other side by side. All those arguments as to who would be best will be settled right now. 
Shirley has made it in a man's game. They don't consider her a woman now, just another competitor. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening, and I'm delighted to welcome this young lady this evening, and she started drag racing back in 2005, and now it's 2016, and she's one of the top female drivers in the NHRA Funny Car Nitro class. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Alexis DeJoria. Alexis, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Thanks for having me on, me, on your show. Um, you know, you guys were playing my theme song during the break, L.A. Woman. That's perfect. Excellent. Now, i tell you what I typically do. I typically do a little research on my guests, and I found this really cool <laughs> YouTube video of you doing a photo shoot with a 67 Chevelle big block and a 49 Merc. kind of looked like it was chopped a little bit, convertible. So, uh, yeah. Pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about your car background. How did you get your... Because uh, like in, in that little uh, interview, you say, well, you know, I was kind of like the wild child. I did a little this, did a little of that. And uh, so tell us how you really got interested in cars, because it sounds like your uncle, some of your your family members were into cars. You were kind of influenced by them, right? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, I was born and raised in, in L.A., and it was, there's a big car culture out there, of course. Uh, even, you know, my friends in high school, everybody was building their hot rods and racing them around the streets. My dad used to race cannonball races throughout United, the United States and even Europe and did really, really well, had the coolest stories. You know, he'd come back from, from these wild races and driving all these rad cars. <laughs> and uh, it just sounded like an amazing time. And um, my uncle back east, you know, half the other side of my family's from Rhode Island. So I've always had one foot on each coast. But uh, my uncle was into uh, hot rods as well, so I've always kind of had that around me, and it was something I gravitated toward. Interesting. Well, that's funny you mentioned uh, Rhode Island, because we'll go to that in a second, because you mentioned Rhode Island, and of course, Tasca Ford is a big, the big yeah. racing family out of uh, Rhode Island. But let's go back to you. Now, in that in little uh, segment, it says, that if I understood correctly, you had that 67 Chevelle since you were like 17 years old? Yep, and I still have it now. They're going to bury me in that thing. I'll never sell it. That's great. I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm impressed. Was that your first car? Yeah, it was, actually. You know, it's kind of funny. On the West Coast, you know, all my friends were big Chevy heads, you know, bow ties. And on the East Coast, it was all about the Fords. And I'm driving for a Toyota. <laughs> You're driving for a Toyota. You know, right in, that, in the middle. Uh, Well-balanced. But, um yeah, that was a, a car that I bought off a friend of mine and, uh, you know, been fixing it up ever since then. And now it's it's uh, Barrett-Jackson quality. The thing's absolutely beautiful. My top alcohol funny car race team built the motor. Uh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's got like 900 horsepower. 
um, all original inside interior. I kind of like to keep things like looking classic, but on the outside, it's the California style. You know, the emblems are all off, but the but the trim and the front and rear bumpers are all nice and chrome, and it's just it's absolutely beautiful. I love that car so much. Excellent. Let me guess. Is it a four speed? Yes, it is. Good girl. Good girl. All right. I figured you might have stuck it, kept the manual in, but you probably have, what, a five or six speed in it now, or is it still four speed? No, it's still four speed. Good, good, good. Well, now, tell us a little bit about some of the other, what kind of got you into the drag racing? Because you're just some pretty serious stuff, and I have to commend you for in that short period of time, you are doing so well. In fact, we had the good fortune of watching you, and I tried to meet you. We were at the Gator Nationals, my son and I. And um, but you guys were just really, really, really busy. I got a picture of you sitting in the car just before the staging lane, while the while the body's up. And uh, I kind of wanted to walk over there, but I knew it was kind of like you know it's it's hard to talk to anybody during the races because you guys are focused. Yeah. You got to get in there. And um, but but you did pretty well. I mean, you know, you know, all things considered. But your big play yeah, was Gainesville was a tough race for us. So we we had just brought out a, another chassis. Actually, it was the DHL cars chassis. Uh, you know, ex- backup chassis, and so they've been. We're trying to get that thing figured out, trying to get me comfortable in the car. So that race was kind of like a throwaway race, you know, just to get acclimated to the new setup and everything. And then, uh, you know, we were good by Vegas, so that's for sure. Well, Vegas, you won a Wally, right? Yes, we did. You did. Now, how many Wallies do you have? Uh, I have four uh, professional Wallies. Okay. In, in funny cart, I have. Two in Top Alcohol Funny Car, and I have one in Super Comp. Super. Now, you tell our listeners what a Wally is. I know what it is, but I want them to hear you say it. <laughs> a Wally is the most coveted thing you could possibly earn in NHRA drag racing. Uh, it is modeled after, after Wally Parks, who is the founding father of our sport. Um, and they are tall brass uh, uh, statues. Um, it's basically Wally Parks and his old race getup, and you know, uh, with his hand on top of a a, a slick, you know, a, a, a racing slick. And uh, yeah, they're they're absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, I've, I have so much more room in my house for those suckers. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting a lot more this year. Uh, the other thing is, I had the brief pleasure of. At least saying hello there, hey there, hi though. You were at the NHRA breakfast at SEMA this past year, 2015. Yes. And you were on stage with uh, Leah, I think. The- Shirley and Courtney and Erica. Exactly. Now, just yeah. out of curiosity, tell us. The, the, here's the c- cool thing about this, and this is why I had to play the clip from from uh, from Shirley. You, she raced with Kalita, and you have an yes. association with Kalita. So, do you guys ever get together and talk about that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't no. mean the personal stuff. I mean the the fact that there's a a connection there, you know, because he was very supportive of her, and, and obviously, look at you. You're doing real well with the Kalita organization. Yes. Um, you know, we we've spoken briefly, you know, uh, you know, at diff- different functions and whatnot, you know, in passing. Uh, I have a lot of respect for her. Um, I think she is a wonderful woman, and she definitely. Uh, you know, blew open the doors for every woman that is racing in the sport of NHRA drag racing today. And that's what the other sports are lacking. That's what the other motorsports are lacking. They didn't have somebody like Shirley Muldowney that busted that door open and not only won races, won championships. You know, if, if they would have had that in NASCAR, there would, it wouldn't be such a big deal today. Speaking of NASCAR, let me ask you this. Now, you're you're pretty much – you started out, I think, in uh, – uh, was it Super, Super Gas? Super Gas, okay, which is basically yeah, – a couple races. Right, and then you went to Super Comp. Super Comp. Which is like a dragster, okay, a small dragster, yeah. okay. Uh, bracket racing. Right, and then – so, like, did you did you have your sights set on Top Fuel Funny Car? Yes, from day one. Since I was 16, I fell in love with the Nitro Funny Cars. They're the most rowdy, most difficult things, to, I think, to drive. And uh, just blew me away. I was, I was so impressed, so taken back by what they were capable of doing in such a short amount of time. Did you ever have the desire to run a Top Fuel uh, Dragster? Um, I'd like to make some runs in one, you know, but uh, no, I love funny car class. Okay. Now, because what people don't realize, most people, if they don't follow drag racing, you're in a Top Fuel car, uh, funny car or Nitro, they call them nowadays, I guess. And the motor's in front of you, like old-school dragsters. What's that like? (laughs) 
Uh, well, I raced top of alcohol funny car for five years before I raced funny car. Uh, so uh, I've I've been in a front engine race car since, or you know, more than not. So that's pretty much all I really know right now. <laughs> uh, it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, today we are uh, safety systems are. Uh, incredibly more sophisticated and better than they were back in the day. Uh, all of our safety gear, everything. So it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a different animal today. But, um, I mean, when those things let go, it's, it's no picnic, that's for sure. What type of preparation do you go through that may differentiate yourself from anybody else when you prepare to get in the race car and go down the track? I have a routine. I, I keep everything pretty much the same, uh, so there are no mistakes made. Uh, nothing gets missed. Um, so um, I don't. I can only speak for myself, but I have a certain way of doing things that kind of just keep me in that that perfect frame of mind where you're not too, you know, jacked up and you're not too calm. You're just right in the middle. It's that like a very strong focus. And, uh, you know, I'm able to put the blinders on when needed and do my job. And then when I'm out of the car, I can still go talk to sponsors and fans and guests at our hospitality. You know, of course, not on race day. Race day is different. But, uh, you know, we start on a Friday, so the weekend's pretty long. Now, you have a little ritual that you do before every race, right? That's kind of like a little prayer that you do, right? Uh, I, I, yeah. When I'm all suited up, um, you know, I, right before I, I get in the car, I kind of lean over my injector and I say a few words, uh, you know, just basically putting, you know, good vibes out there, um, you know, and uh, hoping everybody stays safe and, uh, you know, kind of doing a last, a last, last blessing of the car <laughs> before, <laughs> before getting in. So she hasn't let me down. It's, it's, it's been, uh, an incredible year so far, um, and we're just still getting started. Super, super. Yeah. Well, you got a long, you got a long season now. Yeah. The race that you had a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte. What's it like to run down a track with uh, three other cars? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, that's a race I've always wanted to win because it's so unique in the fact that you're not just racing one other car, one other driver, one other team. You're racing three other cars, three other drivers, three other teams, um, all at once. And it's very intense. You never know what people are doing in the other lanes on race day. You can't just, you know, if you go out and smoke and the, you, you, the person, you know, to your immediate side is, isn't, you know, you can't see them. You, you don't know what the other two lanes are doing. So you have to stay in it. You have to keep, you know, pedaling the car and trying to get down the racetrack unless your, your team tells you otherwise. So it can definitely be a tricky type of, uh, type of race. Uh, but it, it's fun. It's definitely fun. We're we're glad that it's only once a year. <laughs> okay. Now, when you prep for that event and you're in that particular event, do you have communication with your team before you leave the light? Oh, always. always. Okay. And in, in fact, you know, just this last race, first round, um, my opponent John Hale, he, uh, I guess, he had some issues and uh, he wasn't able to make the run after the burnout. And nobody had told me, <laughs> you know, the we have a new we have a new starter. Uh, we have we've had some fill-in starters, unfortunately. Um, so we, you know, they they I think were a little rusty and just didn't allow, you know, didn't tell me in time uh, that I was making a single pass, and and my team didn't really tell me either. So I got, you know, I'm sitting pre-staged and I'm looking over it and I'm not seeing John Hill pre-staged, and it's. It's a while now, you know. I haven't put it on the high side yet, obviously, because both cars need to be pre-staged first, so you're not getting hung out. And so I got on the radio and I said, "Hey guys, where is John Hale?" <laughs> uh, you know, and they they said back, they're like, "Oh no, he, you're on a single." <laughs> so oh. I was like, "Oh, thanks for telling me." <laughs> like throwing on the high side, stepping in there, and uh, ended up making you know, the quickest run of the session of, of first round, we had the quickest car. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things like, you know, you think, oh, you're not in the car for very long. You don't really need to have communication, but you do because there's sometimes, you know, throughout the run, there's, there might be something I don't 
necessarily see or can't feel, but the guys can see from behind me. So they'll tell me on the radio to kill it, kill the motor, shut it down, you know, to avoid a catastrophe. Uh, a couple things. When you go down the track, and I have to commend you on this because I was watching you because we were up in the tower at, um, at, at Gainesville, and... And then I've watched, you know, of course, pre- pre- prepare, preparing for the show, I always kind of, you know, get a little bit familiar with my guests and stuff. And I've been watching, I was watching a lot of videos. You are very, very clean, very, very straight, just amazing car control. I mean, consider, and your your launch time is, your reaction time is real good. Uh-huh. Thank you. I've gotten better, more consistent throughout the years. It helps, too, when you have a, a you know, really good, consistent race car that you feel comfortable in, that you've had seat time in. You know, and it doesn't, you know, happen overnight. And, uh, you know, some, some cars are are just, you know, set up great. And, and some cars, you know, are a, little, are a little tired. And I think our race car, our chassis at least last year was, was on its last leg. So it started not to be as consistent as Tommy Glenn and I had hoped it would be. And it wasn't responding to the information that they were giving it properly. So we were like, okay, we obviously need to make a major, major change here, and we need a new chassis. So the DHL guys, uh, luckily, you know, they had a car up up top in their trailer that they had only run 12 runs with. It was a great car. And they said, you know, you guys can run this car until you get the new one, which we're getting the very first Bounty Hunter funny car chassis from Collider Motorsports ever. And that is sitting in our trailer right now. I'm very excited to try it out, but obviously this is a car that we've been running from DHL. It's been incredibly great. I mean, we've gotten number one qualifiers last week, and we were number two. Very consistent car, but I had to get comfortable in that thing, you know, and it's it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you're not going to do stuff good or <laughs> if you're not, you know, you're not acclimated, and every... For a race car driver, man, the slightest little change will throw you off. <laughs> you don't think it's a big deal, but, I mean, you get in there and you're like, you can tell if the steering wheel's a half inch off this way or that way. I mean, every little thing. And, yeah, it was a, it was a bit getting used to, but uh, luckily we turned it around and won the race in Vegas. So we've been on a terror ever since. <laughs> That's great. Now, the car yeah. that you're talking about, is that... Uh See, yeah, one of the guys that helped you out early on to get your uh, top fuel license or nitro license was Del Warsham. Was that, and yeah, he was racing from DHL. Day one. Pardon me? From day one. From day one. Okay, was that one of his? Was, was that a car that he ran last year so, that you started out with this year? Uh, he ran a couple races with it. Um, it's not the car they won the championship with, but it was their backup car. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, How? that was, uh, it, it was definitely a car that they liked. You know, so now I think they're <laughs> maybe they, they wish they didn't give it to us. <laughs> How often no, do you change cars? I mean, I'm uh, sorry. Um, during a season, how often do you, do you run a car for more than one season? Or do you change them every couple seasons, or how does that work in drag racing with you guys? Uh, I think every six months we try to we front house the car. I mean, oh, really? Basically, from you know the motor plate forward. Um, but, and we had done that with our chassis from last year, but the problem was the back half had like 200 runs on it and it just wasn't, it just wasn't right anymore. It was done. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, there's a certain point where you just have to scrap the whole thing. Gotcha. (laughs) Now, Las Vegas has been very kind to you. That's a track where you've actually won the majority of your, your races, correct? So... What yes, we... we've always at least gone to uh, the semifinals or better every time we've raced there. Is that like your favorite track by any chance? Uh, it seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I like that track. Uh, my family has a home there in Las Vegas. It, it kind of felt like one of the home tracks, definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, great facility, of course. Vegas is always a lot of fun. Uh, and and it, it, I think it's out every year. Oh, it's a good, it's a good one. Well, the good thing about it is, it's a couple of days before SEMA, so it works out real good. And every yeah. year, I always miss it. But this year, I'm going to make it there. I'm going to be there for your uh, NHR event. Try, hopefully, I get a chance to meet you then. And then, obviously, a couple yeah. days later, SEMA. And that'll be the Toyota Nationals in the fall, so that'll be great. Now, what other tracks do you like in the country? What are some of the, what are the things that you like and don't like about a track? Um. Well. Let's see. I think um, 
I love I love to see the stands filled. Okay. I love to see the support from you know from the NHRA fans, from people that have never even been to a race before, and I've been seeing it more and more over the years. Definitely, I think you know we've had such a wide demographic of people. It's just been incredible to watch you know the success of the sport you know go along and um those are some of the things that i i appreciate that i like you know i'm like okay great this is a great race we've got a great following a big crowd it's going to be you know you just feel the energy from everyone there um and then of course you know the girl in me loves pretty tracks like redding and (laughs) in bristol Tennessee because there's all these trees around and it's it's beautiful out there so the scenery is nice um and indianapolis of course because well it's indy and you know we won the, the race there the 60th anniversary so that was incredibly special and you know will probably be you know one of my favorite races of all time who's your fiercest competitor myself oh yourself oh, good i yeah. like that oh, that's a good answer <laughs> very true I am my worst enemy. So it seems like, you know, the the harder I am on myself and the harder I try to do things, you know, the worse the worse it is. You just gotta sometimes roll with it and, you know, move on. After you've thrown in an interception, you just gotta move on and, and go to the next play. And it's hard to shake it off sometimes because I expect the best out of myself every time I go out there. And so when I don't perform at the best of my abilities that I know I I am capable of, then it's it's a big letdown to myself. And I feel, you know, like I've let down my team, my guys and, and my fans. And it's, it's something that, you know, as a, as a professional driver, you have to learn to take the punches and you got to, you know, take the good with the bad. How do you think you do it? Atlanta? That's, uh, that's coming up here shortly. Couple weeks, it right? It is. I'm really excited. We've been doing really well. Our car has been incredibly consistent. I feel, you know, like I'm just in the zone right now, you know. And uh, I mean, it's it's a great feeling. We've got a great team right now. The guys are gelling so hard. They're smiling. They're happy. They're laughing. Um, it just felt feels like a winning team. You have a young lady on your team. Her name's, uh, what, Marla Widemar or something like that? No, that's old news, man. Oh, that's old news? <laughs> I don't know where you got your info from. Oh, that's okay. That's old news. She, she was on our team a few years back, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she has since retired. Okay. And is now, I think, trying to have a child with her husband, who also used to work at DSR at the time she was. And so I think they've kind of decided they're going to raise the family now. But, uh, no, she was incredible. Uh, she built uh, the cylinder head, and um, yeah, it was it was really fun having her on my team. Wow, super! Now let me ask you a question. Um, aside from drag racing, now your husband, who's kind of well known as well, uh, he's into all kinds of things, motorcycles. Uh, but I guess there was a little YouTube video I saw that you guys did a little Baja racing, and so what was that experience <laughs> like for you? Uh, yeah, he's been racing in the desert for quite a long time and way before we ever met. And that's always something I kind of wanted to do. So when we first met in Dallas at the drag races, uh, that's all I wanted to talk to him about was this trophy car and what it was like and how much I wanted to race Baja, the Baja 1000. So uh, soon after uh, we were going out, I got to go to the San Felipe, the 250 and uh hang out down there while he was racing and i got to do uh, i got to sit shotgun and in, in his trophy truck when he did the shock the shock test uh across the road that was intense and oh my god it just made me want to do it even more it's like my car but on the dirt with four foot whoops it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> so if you weren't drag racing so baja's a, a baja racing is a possibility I would, yeah, that's something I would have, I would love to do, and maybe we'll still, actually not maybe, I will do that one day. Okay. What other, what other forms of motorsport uh, intrigue you? you know, I mean, road racing, uh, IndyCar, NASCAR? Um, yes, what a- I, I love, uh, I love F1, I love MotoGP, uh, those are two of my favorites as well, and, you know, a lot, lots of extreme sports, but those, those are the ones that stick out the most. Yeah, because you reside in uh, Austin, so do you go to yeah. the F1 race there at Circus of America? So I do. 
actually. We've uh, luckily we we don't have races that coincide with their race out here, so I get to I get to see the F1 uh, races ever since they've been out here. Actually, and my family has had a huge part in building that facility over there, the Coda Track. So we've uh, been very lucky to have uh, all access there, and it's uh, incredible to watch those cars and the the MotoGP bikes. I've never actually gotten to see the MotoGP bikes until just this last time they were out here. I had an off weekend, and so I, I went over and watched the race, and it was just incredible. Um, another race I'd love to see is the Isle of Man. Um, that would just be absolutely incredible. I have a love for motorcycles, but I'm still learning the street bikes. I've, I've ridden dirt bikes and all that, but street bikes, I'm, I'm still getting, getting you know, to know to know my limits there <laughs> it's, it's good when you have a husband that knows everything about motorcycles <laughs> yeah to say the least okay yeah that's cool um so you cut so the harleys and the and the sport bikes is kind of like uh you're okay with that then yes absolutely i love it okay uh but but you're still very passionate about your your good old 67 chevelle right <laughs> yes of course <laughs> I'll have that forever. Excellent. Well, Alexis, I want to uh, thank you very much for coming on the show this evening. I look forward to seeing you hopefully this fall in uh, in uh, Vegas. And right uh, on, I, come over. Don't be shy. I will do that. And I wish you the best of luck. Again, thank you very much for coming on. My guest this evening was Alexis DeJoria, one of the top women in NHRA, Nitro Funny Car Racing. I wish you the best of luck. Give my regards to your husband and to your dad. And uh, maybe I'll bump into those guys because I see uh, Jesse every once in a while at some of the, some of the okay. events. So, uh, But I do appreciate Excellent. it. And, yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been great. Okay, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Guys, you know what? I had a great interview here with Alexis DeJoria. She's a super, super nice person. Just a great team that she's with. Uh, Kalita does very, very well. If you get a chance, watch some NHR racing. It's truly a family sport. Again, I can't say enough about drag racing because I'm a big drag racer. Because that's what I started doing first before I got into you know road racing or when I say club racing. But anyway, hey guys, I wanted to let everybody know, don't forget to show up at our car show, the best of the best, at the Quaker Steak and Lube this Saturday, 4 to 9 p.m. Don't forget to check out Speed Culture. Don't forget to check out our website, CultureMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and all the other good stuff. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.